What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we're on a quest to find what is the greatest movie of all time. We have reviewed all the Batman movies. We have done 90s action movies and dropped a top 10 list, top 10 episode after the fact. We have done horror movies in review and also dropped a top 10 list episode after that. We are reviewing all the Terminator movies throughout the month of December, and hopefully we can get Die Hard in review as well, because, you know, December, greatest Christmas movie of all time, Christmas, you get it. But today, we're we're finally getting some movies that are coming out that are not part of, like, series, you know, blockbuster movies that are in theaters, and they finally get released on movies. You know, I don't want to say the C word, but the C word has really dampened new movies coming out because all these new movies are getting delayed and delayed and delayed. But today, we are reviewing Christopher Nolan's Tenant that was just released on December 15th. And we will get to that in just a minute. But first, I want to let you know about our Patreon. If you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. And there's a $5 tier, $10 tier, and a $20 tier. Shout out to our $20 tier members, Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, and Sharon Petrie. We could not do this without y'all. We appreciate y'all. You are keeping the lights on in the closet, I should say, because, you know, that's where we, where we record. And just to get back to kind of like the series that we've been doing throughout uh, the first few months of this podcast, I will say over the next month, two months, maybe three months, you're going to start seeing some additional episodes. We're doing Tenet. I'm doing Tenet today. And then I'm hoping to be able to review New Mutants, Monster Hunter, uh, Wonder Woman. And then I want to get a review out for Sonic the Hedgehog. I know that came out later this year, earlier this year. And then just some awesome movies that I've been watching here recently. Uh, I've been watching... All of Daniel Day Lewis. I've been getting like in a huge actor kick. Like I'll watch all of Daniel Day Lewis's movies, who is a phenomenal actor, by the way. I watched There Will Be Blood, fantastic movie. Go check that out. I'm probably gonna do a review on it uh, in the near future. It won't be anything uh, in the next couple weeks. And now I'm on like a Robert Pattinson kick. And now after watching this movie, I want to be on a John David Washington kick. I want to go watch the Black. Uh, Klansman, and I've seen him in Ballers on HBO, and he was great in that show. So, I'm kind of like all over the place with what I'm watching right now. Robert Pattinson, I just watched uh, Good Times, which I don't know if that movie is going to be for everyone, but he's phenomenal in that movie. Robert Pattinson is really an underrated actor, I think. I think people give him a lot of shit for the Twilight movies, and I think he's going to be a fantastic Batman for this new Batman series. But you're here for my tenant review. Let's jump into it. I'm going to try to keep this spoiler free as much as possible because this movie just came out. And the big thing with Christopher Nolan movies, if you're not familiar with his movies, let's just jump into some of the movies that he's directed. He's directed The Dark Knight, Batman Begins, uh, The Dark Knight, the whole Dark Knight trilogy, to be honest with you. Uh, Inception, The Prestige, Tenet, Interstellar, he directed uh, Dunkirk, uh, Insomnia, and uh, Memento. 
all those movies, Christopher Nolan movies, and I mean, I gotta be honest, they're all good. I haven't seen Dunkirk yet. I think that's the only recent Christopher Nolan movie that I have not seen. But I've seen everything up from Insomnia and Memento forward. I, I'm pretty sure. And they're always good. It's just varying levels of, of good. My top five Christopher Nolan movies. Number one, Dark Knight. Two, Batman Begins. Three, The Prestige. Four, Inception. And then I'm going to put Tenet at number five. I like Interstellar. And I like Memento. And I like Insomnia. Honestly, I may go back and rewatch all three of those movies over the next couple weeks. And this list could kind of change a little bit. But I don't think you can go wrong with a Christopher Nolan movie. And honestly, I need to see Dunkirk. Because I haven't seen it yet. And I don't want to jump into my overall impressions of the movie just yet. But I the there's a huge issue with Christopher Nolan. And I think a lot of people will be able to to agree with this. Sometimes I don't think he gets out of his own way. I think he tries to make these movies that are super intelligent. And he does a great job at it. But they're all super confusing. Like he does it. Like I don't think he's arrogant or whatever. But like he goes out of his way to confuse viewers. And it gets old. Like you know guys. We just want to sit down and. Yeah you can have some twist. Do some twist in the movie. But I'm sitting there trying to figure out what the hell is going on for the first half of the movie. And I don't figure it out until the last five minutes what the hell is going on. And then I have to watch it again. It. I think no one else could do a movie like this. Or like he does. I mean, The Prestige. Granted, The Prestige is not one of his more... I mean, it's it's a very, very good movie. If you have not seen The Prestige, go see it. It's about magicians. And what can you get wrong? Where can you go wrong with magicians? You can't. But like Inception, Interstellar. Like, you have to watch those movies multiple times to kind of grasp what's going on. Inception... I had to watch that movie like six or seven times, and I was like, eh, okay, I think I, no, I, I still don't get it. Still don't get it. Gotta watch it again. Great movies, but it takes a little while to understand kind of what's going on. And I think you could also complain about the audio in his movies. Sometimes it's just, like, you can't understand what the what, what's going on. And most of the time, it's revolving Things that are covering people's mouths, like mask, or in this case, it would be the oxygen mask. You know, and granted, I don't have as much of an issue with his movies because I watch all my movies with subtitles. I mean, I have three loud ass kids at home. If I'm at home, I have to have subtitles on because I don't know what the hell's going on. Honestly, I will not watch a Christopher Nolan movie with my kids because it's already hard enough to follow his movies as it is. I can't add loud noises in the background where I can't pay attention completely. But when I'm on the ambulance, you don't want to distract your uh, your partner, you know, on the other side. So you have to wear headphones. And I, just, I, I like I like subtitles. So I always recommend subtitles, especially in Christopher Nolan movies. It helps you follow a little bit better. But let's jump in to our review of Tenet. T-E-N-E-T. It is directed by Christopher Nolan. It released in theaters on September 3rd, 2020. It was originally supposed to come out uh, July 17th or 18th, I think. But due to the C word, 
you remember guys we don't we don't talk about the c word on the um, podcast big no no but due to the c word it got delayed to uh september and then now on december 15th it has released to our homes it's in stores on dvd you can rent it you can buy it whatever it had a 205 million dollar budget which is allegedly one of the most expensive movies for a non-franchise. For a first-time movie, straight out the gate, it's one of the most expensive movies of all time. It grossed worldwide $361.4 million. Now, this is in the middle of the C-word. I think, I, I would say that's pretty damn good. Considering that was the height of all the theaters shutting down. I think that was. I mean, I don't think that could have went any better for Warner Brothers and for Christopher Nolan. I think they. I think they ended up losing about a hundred million dollars uh, apparently because of the c word. But I mean, they did better than I think anybody would have thought they would have done. Now jumping into some fun facts because that's what we do on. On all these uh, on these reviews, we're gonna give you the rundown when it was released, the director. We're gonna give you the budget, the gross, and then we're gonna throw out some fun facts, and then we'll jump into uh, the general impressions. The car chase scene in the movie filming took three weeks and required crew to close off five miles of highway. The plane crash scene in the movie, when you see it, it's really good, by the way. The plane crash scene was all real. They purchased a 747 plane and then crashed it into the hangar. Apparently it was cheaper than building sets or building model airplanes and stuff like that. Apparently it was cheaper to go that way so they did that. There was no visual effects, no CGI in that scene. All practical. The cast had to actually perform stunts backwards and speak in reverse. In fact, Sater, the, uh, the main villain of the movie, had to speak backwards with his Russian accent, and he's not Russian. He's uh, he's Irish, I think. I may be off on that, but he's not Russian. So he had to learn. He had to get up Russian accent, and then he had to learn how to do it backwards. Impressive. The movie contains 280 visual effect shots, no green screen. This is lower than most romantic comedies, which that's impressive. I mean, romantic comedies have more visual effect shots than this movie. If you watch this movie, you're like, wow. It's incredible. When I saw that, that was the most incredible fun fact that I saw that I was able to read. It's actually lower than The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises and Inception. Wow. The movie was inspired by James Bond. In fact, Christopher Nolan was... He, he was rumored to want to direct a James Bond movie, which I think everyone was wanting that. But I guess it never came to fruition or what have you. So he decided to do his own thing and make a James Bond-like spy movie, kind of in the same spy genre. The composer is Ludwig Gorenson. Now, I don't normally shout out the composers, but I have to say, the composer for this movie was brilliant. I'm a Hans Zimmer fan. I love all of his all of his movies that he's the composer of. Love it. The composing, the score in this 
in this movie, the soundtrack is phenomenal. Whatever they did, amazing. That I don't normally you know, when you're when you're watching a movie, you may not notice the score. And maybe that's not a, a bad thing. It just it just flows with the movie. The only time I ever notice scores are when they're really shitty and when they're really good. And this one is fantastic. It's one of my favorite scores. The inversion scenes were shot twice. So basically, they would film the scene going forwards, and then they'd make all the actors do everything in reverse for the inversion scenes. So they would shoot every single scene twice. Now, I want to give you kind of a plot rundown. And like I said at the very beginning of this episode, I want to keep this spoiler-free as much as possible. Because it is newly released. This is not an older movie. And honestly, I want you to go check it out so we can talk about it. Because I need someone to talk to about this movie. Armed with only one word, tenant, and fighting for the survival of the entire world, a protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. Now, I say that, and you're like, what the hell did you say to me? Exactly. This movie is about two and a half hours long. I will say... The se- I need to watch it again. The second half of this movie is incredible. I think the action set pieces are amazing. They're really well done. And they build off the b- very beginning of the movie. And I don't want to jump into why that is or what- whatever. Go see it and you'll understand what I'm saying. But it builds off the very beginning of the movie. And it just meshes so well. The action is really good. At the very beginning, you're kind of like, well, that just looks weird when it's done like that. Why why are these action scenes shot so weird? And then you kind of get in the second portion of the movie, and you're like, oh, shit, that, that looks awesome. And it it really meshes well with the very beginning. And I really, I really dug it. The first half of the movie, I wasn't sure if I even liked the movie. So if you start watching this movie... Watch the whole thing. Watch the whole thing and then judge the movie based off of that. Because the first hour, hour and a half, I was like, uh, I don't know. This may not be for me. This is one of my least favorite Christopher Nolan movies. And honestly, it's I think it still is. I need to watch Insomnia and Memento again. Because those are, those are really good movies I remember back in the day. But I haven't seen them in shit. 15 years at least, so it's been a minute. 10-15 years, I would say. I think my biggest complaint of this entire movie is character development. Sometimes, a lot through the movie, you're just like, why do I need to care about these characters? And he's so, Christopher Nolan is so invested in explaining what the hell is going on, and doing these cool action set pieces that he, I don't know if he forgot or he just didn't care, but for two and a half hours, I ought to get some decent background into these characters, and you never do. That is my biggest complaint of the movie, and it really bogs it down, to be honest with you, because you're watching just, it's nonstop, to be honest with you. Nonstop action, and they're throwing so many concepts at you, that there's not a moment to just breathe 
and just deal with the characters on their own own terms. Like in the movie, the main character, John David Washington, plays the protagonist. And it wasn't until about two-thirds of the way through the movie that I was like, what is that dude's name? And his name is actually the protagonist. And you'll you'll figure out, I don't, I don't want to say why he names himself that, but you'll see how he gets the name, I guess you could say. It's, it's part of a conversation, and that's just what it sticks with him. And I was just like, I can't believe, yeah, I, I never heard them actually call him by name throughout this entire movie. But the protagonist, the whole movie is based off of the villain who basically just wants to destroy the world and his wife at the time. And John David Washington's character, the protagonist, wants to save said wife and also save the world. And he is like going all out of his way to save this lady, this girl. And, but you never get as to why he wants to do that. Like at the very beginning of the movie, he's all about saving the world at all costs and he'll kill himself in the process. He doesn't care as long as he saves the world. But halfway through the movie, he's trying to save his girl over the world. And it's like, why? what are your motivations? Why are you so bent on saving this girl and giving up, you know... Uh, I'm trying to speak in non-spoiler here. You're trying to give stuff to the villain, the bad guys, in order to save the girl. And you don't ever get that because there's no character development between the two. I mean, I'm sure he loves her, but you you wouldn't know that because they don't ever have conversation to give you that impression. But there's a... There's a fan theory, and I don't want to get into it too much because of spoilers. All I can say is, after the movie, after you've watched it, Google or go on YouTube and search for the Neil conspiracy theory. Fan theory, or whatever. And you'll you'll understand what I'm talking about. Or not talking about, because I'm not going to explain it. But anyways, you understand what I'm saying. That, when you put that theory into this movie you're like okay that makes a little sense and I know I'm speaking very vague here and people are probably going to roll their eyes at me well just just don't say anything then well I'm telling you go look at that that theory go search for it and then you may kind of understand why the protagonist does some of the things that he does but I shouldn't have to come up with a fan theory or go search for a fan theory in order to to figure out why he has the motivations that he does in the movie in order to save this one girl over the entire world. So, that is my biggest complaint of the movie. And then the first half is super, super confusing. They're throwing this stuff at you, this time travel stuff, and you're like, wait, how? How? is it?" Because he gives him a glove, and he's like picking the bullet up after he drops it, but he doesn't really... It, it's weird. They don't really explain it very well in the very beginning. And it isn't until probably about halfway through the movie that you're like, oh, okay. I see how they're going through time now. Kinda. I'm still a little confused, to be honest with you. The acting is really good. Or, I wouldn't say really good. I really enjoyed Robert Pattinson. He is one of my new favorite actors. John David Washington is a great actor. Sometimes... 
it falls a little flat, his acting delivery. I'm not sure why that is the way it is. I don't know if it was the dialogue that he was given or the scenes or, or what. Some of it kind of falls flat. The score is amazing. One of my all-time favorite scores. It just it jives and meshes with this movie so well. Probably my favorite aspect in the entire movie was the score. And I'm not normally a score kind of guy, to be honest with you. But overall, I really did enjoy this movie. Uh, it, like I said, it took me about an hour, hour and a half, and then I was like, okay, uh, you got me. I'm in. I am absolutely in. So that brings us to my rating. Now, normally, we used to give you zero stars to five stars, and that would be our, our rating for the movie, how well we thought the movie was. But I think over the last several weeks, I've been talking with some of our Patreon supporters, uh, Chris Norman in particular, and I think we've gone to this new system of buy, sell, or skip. And in this case, we're going to do rent in there as well. Instead of a star system. And I got to say, we're not doing the star system anymore. I'm still going to give you a star, my star rating. But I think you need to gravitate more towards the buy, skip, or sell aspect of this final review. Because that ultimately is going to be whether you should see it or not, you know? I can give a movie four out of five stars, five out of five stars, and not really enjoy it. I give it one star and absolutely love it. You know, it you're trying to base your stars off of character development, the score, the story, the dialogue, uh, all that good stuff. Personally, I gave this four out of five, and honestly, I may be overshooting it a little bit. I after I watched it. This, this is why you need to have a couple of days in between reviewing and watching a movie because it makes you sit a little bit. There are some movies I was like, oh, five out of five. And then like the next day I'm like, eh, maybe not. I'm like three out of five. I think this movie is perfect around the three and a half to four star range. And out of the buy, sale, skip, or rent kind of uh, aspect of our rankings... I don't think this movie is going to be for everyone. If you like Inception, I think you're going to like this movie, but don't expect it to be, don't expect it to be uh, as good as Inception. I think Inception was overall better. I think it had better acting, better dialogue. I mean, it had Leonardo DiCaprio in it, Tom Hardy, all those great actors were in it, and they just did a fantastic job in that movie. So I think it's a lot like Inception, but. Don't go into this movie expecting it to be as good. If you didn't like Inception, yeah. This one is a little bit easier to digest as far as the concepts that Christopher Nolan is trying to give you and present you. It's more, like you know, like I said earlier, I had to watch Inception like five or six times before I somewhat understood it. And this movie, I watched it once, kind of a little iffy on some things, Googled it afterwards, and now I'm kind of like, oh, okay. All right, and I, I think I could watch it one more time and then be fully okay with the movie. So if you like Inception, I think you're going to like this. If you don't like Inception, if you didn't like it because it 
like you didn't understand it as much as other movies, then try this out. Rent it. I suggest renting it first out of out of those options. Rent it first. Go to Redbox. You know, rent it or rent it on Vudu or Movies Anywhere or wherever, you know, Apple TV. And check it out. Rent it. But me personally, it's worth buying for me. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. The action set pieces are really good. And it, that back half of the movie is just, it's its really good. Really good. Once everything kind of comes together, comes full circle, it jives well, meshes well, and makes a really good movie. Is it Christopher Nolan movie? Christopher Nolan's best movie? No. Is it his most entertaining? Eh, no. I mean, Batman movies are obviously more entertaining to me because I'm a huge Batman fan. But I think I think this is entertaining. It's nonstop action. It's go, go, go. I felt like, and this is not a bad thing, I was like, man, I've been watching this movie for like two and a half hours, right? This movie better be like halfway over. Oh, no, I've only watched like 45 minutes. They do so much and it's so fast throughout this movie that it seems like it takes a lot longer than it should. And like I said, I don't consider that a bad thing. I, I just think they go through it so fast. I don't think this movie could have been any shorter, to be honest with you. They do so much in two and a half hours that if it was any shorter, I think you'd be missing a lot as far as story and whatnot. Hell, I think this movie could have been three hours and would have been would have been fine. I think, like you know, like the whole like Zack Snyder cut of Batman v Superman, how it was better for the extended edition. I think an extended edition of this movie would be perfect. That way you can get those character motivations, you get that backstory into those characters and figure out why they're doing what they're doing. Like I said, that's my biggest complaint of the movie and honestly, I probably shouldn't give it a four based on that. So, three and a half, four. It's so entertaining, it kind of deals with that a little bit. So, puts it to the side. But overall, it's worth buying in my opinion, but... I'm going to recommend y'all rent it first because, I mean, we are in desperate times. It is Christmas time, so nobody has $20 to just throw away on a movie that they don't know if they're going to like or not. So go rent it and decide for it on yourself. Me personally, I think it's worth 20 bucks to go spend on and buy, but that's just me. But I appreciate y'all joining me for this non-spoiler edition of Tenant. I've been wanting to see this for a very long time, and and yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to watching Dunkirk. I'm going to go back and watch some of his older movies, Memento, Insomnia. If you've never seen any of these older, smaller movies from Christopher Nolan, go back and check them out. The Prestige, Insomnia, and Memento. Memento is, I, I believe that movie is the one that is backwards so that's one of the more interesting movies that i've ever watched because you legit watch it from end to beginning it's it's really weird but go check it out but yeah this is going to conclude this episode and honestly i'm kind of surprised i rambled on for 30 minutes for a non-spoiler review uh go watch it drop comment on our facebook send me a text whatever email two game podcast 
at gmail.com. Let's get a discussion going. Let's talk about this movie. That's one of the biggest movies of the year. Now, y'all get ready for Wonder Woman 84, which comes out on Christmas Day. I will do a review of that uh, the few days afterwards and post that. So, appreciate y'all joining me, and I'll catch y'all next time.